This is Wednesday night, midweek prayer service. And uh, tonight we will open in prayer, praying for some folks. And I do have a list of some folks tonight. So uh, we'll ask you to pray with me in just a little bit and uh, pray for some folks and pray for some different things going on tonight. And uh, so I do have some that have uh, contacted me and asked me to pray and asked me to relay some things. And so I will do that. Uh, pray tonight for us. Uh, so we'll go down the list and we'll have a word of prayer. And then Brother West is going to sing for you tonight. So we're kind of excited about that. And then I'll have a short message from the Word of God and, and challenge you a little bit, hopefully, tonight, or encourage your heart. My goal tonight is try to encourage, and so we'll try to do that. Uh, first of all, pray for a member of our church who had surgery today. And I will tell you that member did well. It, uh, it was something uh, that uh, they went and got it done, and the person's already home, and so... Uh, but do pray for complete healing for them, that the Lord will bless them and uh, take care of them. Also, uh, we have another church family member has a family member in the hospital. We should pray for them tonight, pray for healing, and pray that God would do something there. Also, someone I know had a doctor's visit recently, and they've asked prayer for that uh, due to the situation facing this other family member that they have. So uh, pray that uh, the Lord will just bless them and, and take care of them tonight. Also, somebody else who has a special need tonight, somebody who's contacted me, so be, do be in prayer for them. Also tonight, pray for those that have cancer tonight, those that may uh, have cancer. I'm not sure of any of our church that have it right now. We do have, I think, six recovering from it, but there are some others. And, um, you know, that uh, have had surgery, gone through treatments, things like that, and recovered. Uh, but there are others that have, uh, have this horrible disease in our country, so pray for healing for that. Also pray for those in our church that have other conditions like Parkinson's or dementia or things of that nature. Uh, do be in prayer for them and pray that God will bless them and, and heal them. Also uh, pray for the, the ones that have this COVID disease, this COVID-19. And let's pray for a cure for all these diseases. Pray that the Lord will give us somebody with a cure. Let's do that tonight and pray that the Lord will give us a cure for that. And and also that the Lord would take this COVID disease away from our country. There's so many things going on right now. And uh, do pray about that. Also pray for the spiritual needs that each one has. The spiritual needs. Don't want to forget that. Pray for those that are lost. And let's pray that God would give us a harvest of souls. People need Jesus. And let's pray that the Lord would give us a harvest of souls. Also pray for some of our church family who have lost relatives and loved ones. So pray for them. Pray that God will touch them. Maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's a child, maybe it's a cousin. But pray that the Lord will touch them and convict their heart and let our church family member be a witness. Maybe some of you that aren't part of our church have lost loved ones. Pray for them. Let's pray that the Lord send the Holy Spirit there and draw them to Him. Pray for those that are out of church, maybe have sin problems or are struggling in different things. Pray for those that have other spiritual needs like that. And also tonight, pray for revival. I'm begging you to pray for revival in our church. Pray for revival in our city. Pray for revival in our country. And when you think about that, pray for our country tonight. Do, and I beg you to pray for our country tonight. I beg you to pray for healing in our country. Uh, we need healing tonight. Also pray that people do the right thing, you know, and, and pray that God will just touch hearts and that people will do the right thing. And pray for revival in our country. You know, I believe, I believe with all my heart that the true only hope for America is Jesus Christ. So be in prayer. And also pray for our political leaders. They need wisdom tonight. Pray for them. And also pray for our police tonight. Pray for them. And 
pray for all involved to have wisdom tonight and that the Lord would touch each one of them tonight and again that God would heal our land. You know, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. So folks, maybe if you and I would get on our knees, confess our sins, God would bring healing to our land. Pray for that. Pray for that. And also tonight, pray for the nation of Israel, if you would. Pray for the nation of Israel. Let's go ahead and pray tonight and ask God to work in these requests. And right where you're at, let me encourage you to pray with me. You don't have to bow your head if you're driving down the road, listen to this by podcast or listen to it on Facebook in a car. But right there where you're at, you can say, Lord, touch these requests. But maybe you're at home tonight or maybe somewhere where you can bow your head. Why don't you bow with me? And as I pray, you pray tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your goodness to us. And now, Father, we come to you tonight, many of us with heavy hearts tonight. Father, we pray that tonight the Holy Spirit would just touch each one on this list tonight, each request that I've given. Father, we thank you for this one that went through surgery today that's doing well. We pray for complete healing for them. Father, we pray that you would just bless others that are facing things. And Father, I pray you'd touch them and help them, one in the hospital tonight. Father, I pray that you would just touch others that have special needs. Touch those that have cancer tonight. Touch those that have Parkinson's and those that have dementia tonight. Lord, I just pray that you would help them. Bless their families. As you know, the family goes through it too with these wicked diseases. Father, I pray that you would just work in the hearts of people that need a touch from you tonight. Father, there's people tonight that need to be saved. Father, I pray you'd save them. Others that have spiritual needs, and I pray that you would touch them. Father, others that have other needs tonight, I just pray that you'd be with them. Father, for revival, I pray you bring a God-sent Holy Ghost revival to our country tonight. And Father, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would just bless. Father, open the windows of heaven and pour out your Spirit tonight. Father, for our country tonight, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Father, I pray you take this COVID away. Father, I pray you give us cures for all these diseases. Father, heal those that have it. Father, for the other things going on tonight, I pray that you'd bring healing to our country. I pray that you'd bring peace. Father, I just pray that you would move in a mighty way. Father, I just pray that you would bless. Father, open the windows of heaven tonight and just touch our country tonight and bring healing. Father, you know what needs to happen. Give our political leaders wisdom. Help them not to be manipulated. Help all of our people that are involved in every step stretch of this, the protesters and the, and, uh, and the police and the people that are trying to make a difference. Give them wisdom tonight. Help them all to do the right things. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit tonight would just bless. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit tonight would just move. And Father, I pray you bless our country. Father, bless our church tonight. We're getting ready to reopen. Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. I pray that you'd work. Father, I pray you'd help things work out right. Father, for the nation of Israel, 
I pray that you just touch them tonight. And now, Father, I pray you give us wisdom here. I pray that you'd be honored by all we do. I pray that your name will be exalted and we do your will in everything. For we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let me encourage you to pray one for another and pray that God will bless everyone. Brother Wes is going to sing tonight. Stand amazed in the presence of Jesus in Nazarene, and wonder how he could love me as sinner condemned unclean. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is His precious love for me. For me it was in the garden, He prayed not my will but thine. Had no tears for his own griefs, but sweat drops of blood for mine. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Took my sins and my sorrows, he made them his very own. He took the burdens to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous. How wonderful is my Savior's love for me. When with the ransoming glory, His face I at last shall see, will be my joy through the ages to sing of His love for me. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Amen, and God bless you. Appreciate that, Brother Wes. Again, God bless you. We appreciate you listening in this hour tonight, and I do pray that the Lord will bless you for being with us, and I pray that you'll get much out of the hour. I want you to take your Bible tonight, if you would please, and turn to Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27. I uh, planned on preaching on something else tonight. I, In fact, I told Brother Daniel that I was going to preach on something, and then I changed, and I decided to preach on something else. And tonight, when I got to church, I was just like, 
can't do it. So I trust tonight it'll be a blessing to you. And so what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to preach on the subject, and I'm going to give you a short message tonight on living in an uncertain world. Living in an uncertain world. And so that'll be tonight, living in an uncertain world. And I want you to go to Proverbs 27. Now let me just say one thing tonight. Uh, I understand last couple uh, services we've had, maybe some people have said they cannot hear everything uh, on Facebook. And it could be that, number one, we are in the auditorium again. And maybe when some people get in here, it'll make the sound a little bit better. The other thing is, as I told you Sunday night, if you listen to Sunday night's message, we are using a, someone's iPhone is what we're doing. And our goal is once we get back in church is to get our finance committee together and approve the funds to buy a video system. And so, um, you know, we are, you know, we are looking at, you know, a, a decent, uh, how do I want to say this, chunk of change to buy that. So be in prayer about it because to buy the right system and do what we want to do right, we'll run about five to $6,000. And so just be in prayer about that. But tonight, living in an uncertain world. Proverbs 27, I want to draw your attention to one verse if I can. One verse alone, and notice verse 1. Proverbs 27 and verse 1. I'll never forget when I went to Bible college at Tennessee Temple years ago, I had to memorize this verse, and I've remembered it all of these years. Notice what it says. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Did you catch that? Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Tonight, living in an uncertain world. Living in an uncertain world. Let's pray again and ask the Lord to bless our time. Father, thank you for tonight. Give me the message of God. Father, I pray that you just be honored with me tonight. Get, help me to preach your word. Do a work here for us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, folks, we are living in uncertain days. I don't think anybody has to be told that. We have no idea what is actually going to happen next in the day and age that you and I live in. You know, I would have never dreamed what's going on in Nashville right now. I, If you would have told me three months ago that we'd have a tornado come through and then we'd have another severe weather round and then we would have a pandemic and then that would be followed up by a police officer shooting a shooting a man and that uh, shooting a black man and then all of a sudden you have some um, some here in Nashville some rioting but across the country we see some we see some peaceful protests but then we also see some looting and rioting and things and uh, but if you'd have told me that those three things would have happened in that order that quickly I would have looked at you and thought you were out of your mind but you know what folks we live in uncertain days we don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, I, I wrote some things down here, and I, I put, you know, uh, politically, we live in an uncertain world, do we not? We have no idea what's going to happen politically. Uh, I put down socially. You know, our social structure in America is uncertain right now. We don't know how all this is going to play out or end up. The social system in America, we don't know what's going to happen in our society. Morally, there's a lot of uncertainty today. We don't know where the morals of our society is going. Financial uncertainty. There's financial uncertainty out there. We don't know what's going to happen with our financial institutions. I mean, there's religious uncertainty. Churches, who knows who's going to pop up and where they're going, and especially denominations today. 
Then you have jobs. You know, people are uncertain about their jobs. What's going to happen there? And, and then what about people uncertainty? You say, what do you mean by that, Brother Scott? We don't know how people are going to react to us. We don't know how people are going to treat us. I mean, but you don't know what's in people's minds these days. People, there's uncertainty around everything. You know, but as I thought about that, you know, one of the things that popped into my mind was this. Thank God there are some things you and I can be certain of, right? Thank God there are some things you and I can be certain of. You know, I just wrote some things down real quick. You know, thank God we can be certain of God. Certain of God. Number one, that He's real. Thank God that He's real. Number two, that He does not change, Malachi 3.6. Number three, that He loves everyone in the world, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, Romans 5.8. You know, thank God that we can know that there is a God that cares about you and I. Oh, I love 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. I put down, we have a God that answers prayer, Jeremiah 33, 3, and Matthew 7, 7. And I could go on and on and on talking about God, but thank God there is some certainty about God. I put down a second thing. Thank God, you know, there's some certainty about the Bible. About the Bible. Thank God we can be certain about this book that we read, we preach from, that we have. The Bible, the Word of God. Thank God we can be certain that it is the Word of God, that it is perfect, that it will endure, that you can rely upon the message of the Word of God. Thank God we can be certain about the Bible. I put down another thing. Thank God we can be certain about salvation. Thank God we can be certain about salvation. You know, thank God you can be saved and you can know it. Thank God that you can be sure that one of these days you're going to heaven. You can be sure that you have eternal life in heaven with God. 1 John 5, 13, these things are written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life. Thank God, my friends, that according to the Bible, you and I can be certain of eternal life in heaven with God. But folks, it's only for those who have been born again, those who have made Jesus Christ their Savior. And folks, you and I need to understand everyone needs to be saved in order to go to heaven. They need to be saved. Thank God we can be certain of the enduring presence of the Lord. Thank God today I got saved. I got somebody that's always going to be with me, never going to leave me, never going to forsake me. And then we can be certain about the sinfulness of man, that man is sinful and that man needs a Savior. We can be certain about those things. But thank God, and, and again, I could go on and on tonight. You know, I thought about the person of Jesus Christ. I thought about the Holy Spirit. I thought about the second coming. You know, there's a lot of things you and I can be certain about. But we live in uncertain times, do we not? Yes, we do. We live in uncertain times. We don't know what's going to happen next. And that brings me down to a question. That is this. How can we face these uncertain times? How can you and I face the uncertain days that we live in? Huh? How can we face them? Well, I put down some things tonight. And I want to share with you and hopefully help you and encourage you. How can you and I face the uncertain times that you and I live in? Number one, be sure that you're saved. You said, Brother Scott, you have said that before. Yes, but you know what? You still need to be sure that you are saved. Folks, can I tell you something? You need to know that you are saved. Why? Because you don't know what tomorrow holds, do you? You have no idea what tomorrow holds. Notice what he said in Proverbs 27 and verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You cannot see into the future, my friend. You have no idea what the future holds. You may be called out into eternity tonight. So folks, you need to know you are saved now. 
You have no idea whether you and I will be around tomorrow. I don't know that I'll preach again Sunday. Why? Because the Lord may call me home. Folks, you and I need to know that we are saved. I'll never forget several years ago, I used to go to a certain quick stop, and I'd go in, and the lady behind the counter would take my money. This was in the days before they, you know, before we did everything at the gas pump, you know, stick the card in and all that kind of stuff, and I'd go in, pay for the gas, come back out. And uh, there was a lady behind the counter, and we'd chit-chat once in a while, and then one day I walked in, there's a picture of her up there with flowers in front of it, and I was like, I'm like, what in the world's going on? I paid for the gas and left, come back. A couple days later, and I finally got up the nerve, and I said, what happened here? And they said, oh, you didn't hear so-and-so. And I said, no. And they said, remember that wreck out here on the highway the other night? And I said, yes. So that was her. She got killed in a car wreck. This lady's about 30, 35 years old. Think about it. 30, 35 years old. Folks, you're not promised tomorrow. You need to make sure you are saved now. You need to make sure you're saved now. You're not promised tomorrow. You need to be ready. You can make all the plans in the world. You can say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but you have no idea what is going to happen tomorrow. You know, as I thought about that, I thought about Luke chapter 12. And in Luke chapter 12, Jesus told the parable of the rich man. And here's, listen to what Jesus said in Luke 12, 16, and he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You know what Jesus said? Here's a man that was planning for his future. But can I tell you something? The future is unsure. Why? You and I do not know what the future holds. He died that night. He had no idea. My friend, what am I saying? You and I need to be ready for eternity right now. You need to be saved today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. My friend, if you don't know Jesus, can I get you to get saved tonight? Before you go to bed tonight, before you lay down, You need to pray and say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me. I believe in you, Jesus, that you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. Lord, I repent. I turn from my sin. And I I want you as my Savior. You know what he'll do? He said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friend, are you saved? Can you say, yes, Brother Scott, I know I'm saved. I know I'm a child of God. My friend, in these uncertain times, let me tell you something, not knowing what tomorrow holds, you need to be saved and you need to be sure of it. You need to be sure of it. Number two, number two, the second thing. In these uncertain times, how can you and I face these uncertain days that you and I live in? Number two, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Somebody's going to say, well, Brother Scott, that sounds like a preacher quip. Boy, it does, doesn't it? It sounds like one of those things you expect a preacher to say, right? Amen, right? You expect a preacher to say that. But you know what it doesn't change? It doesn't change the fact that in uncertain times, we need to look to God and have faith in Him. Have faith in Him. What did Jesus say, Mark eleven twenty two? Have faith in God. He said, have faith in God. What did Jesus say when the disciples got three items of bad news? He gave the disciples three items of bad news. Now, I don't know about you, but we've had three items of bad news in Nashville. Tornado, pandemic, looting, rioting the other night, right? Like I said, you know, 
We had some looting and riot. It, it wasn't like some of the huge cities, but we had some. Three items of bad news. Three items of bad news the disciples got in John 13. And then in John 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Folks, you and I need to put our faith in the Lord and we need to look to Him. My faith is not in a political candidate. My faith is not in the President of the United States. My faith is not in the mayor of our city. Yes, I look to them to try to do the right things. I look to them to try to take care of people like they ought to be doing. But you know what? My faith is in God. My faith is in God. Because my faith in God I know is placed in someone who will never fail me. What does the old children's song say? God can do anything, anything, anything. God can do anything but what? Fail. God can do it. Have faith in God. So my friend, in these uncertain times, what we need to do is have faith in God. You say, Brother Scott, I'm struggling with my faith in God. I'm struggling having faith in Him. Can I tell you how to build your faith? You say, tell me. Come on, come on, tell me. Will you do it? Okay, shake your head. You want to build your faith? Right here. The Bible, the Word of God. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You want faith? Get into the Bible. Read the Bible. Study the Bible. Listen to the Bible preached. Listen to the Bible taught. Listen to the Bible on CD if you don't read very well. Folks, what am I trying to tell you? Listen to the Bible, get into the Bible, the Word of God, and let it build your faith. Can I tell you something? The strongest times in my Christian life are when I made much of the Bible and prayer. Can I tell you what the weakest times were? When I neglected the Bible and prayer. My friends, have faith in God. Let me give you the third thing tonight real quick. Seek the will of God. Seek the will of God. In uncertain times, my friends, you and I need to seek God's will. Why? Because let me be honest with you, in times like you and I have right now, there are times we don't know what to do. I mean, that's for a lot of us. That's a lot of time, right? We don't know which direction to turn. We don't know which direction to go. We don't know which decision to make. That's where you and I need to pray and seek the will of God. Seek the will of God. Why? You know what James said? James went right along with this in James chapter 4 and verse 13. In James 4, 13, he said this, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into a such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Making plans! He said, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. Well, that sounds like Proverbs 27, 1, doesn't it? For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. Folks, your life and my life is like that vapor from that steam kettle that shows up a little bit, then all of a sudden is gone. You say, Brother Scott, I'm going to live to 80, 90, 100 years old. Hey, that's short compared to eternity. That's short compared to the history of the world, is it not? 2,000 years have passed since Jesus died on the cross. Almost 2,000 years, or right at there. Think about it. 2,000 years. What is your life in that? It's like a vapor that appears for a little time. But you know what he goes on to say? Verse 15, for that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. If it's God's will, we'll live and do this or that. Folks, you know, when I read that, I also think about Jesus talking about the will of God, Paul talking about doing the will of God. You know, folks, you and I ought to be seeking the will of God. 
And you and I should seek His will on everything, in every decision we make. You know, seek His will on in, in everything. Young person, you're single, seek His will on who to marry. Somebody said, well, Brother Scott, I'm divorced. Well, if you've had that desire to get married again, you know, I mean, pray that God will give you a Christian spouse. You know, follow the Word of God. Seek His will on everything, you know. I know some people will disagree with me on some of the divorce stuff, but come talk to me privately, we'll talk about it. But, you know, seek His will on that. If you got major decisions in life, seek His will. Where to live, the job you need. Seek His will on that. Seek His will. And then commit to doing His will. Like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, not my will, but Thine be done. Even if it's hard, do the will of God. Jesus was looking at the cross. And He's saying, Father, if there's any other way, but nevertheless, not my will, but Thine be done. Commit to doing the will of God. Whatever it is, do the will of God. Seek His will. In this day of uncertainty, you and I need God to guide us and direct us. We need that. Let me give you the fourth thing tonight. So number one, be sure you're saved. Number two, have faith in God. Number three, seek, seek the will of God. Number four, live for Christ. Live for Christ. Folks, in this day and age, you and I ought to be living for Christ. I remember what the poet said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. You know, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, what did he say? He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Folks, you and I need to be living a godly life and the right kind of life. We need to be living a life for Jesus Christ where people can see that we're Christians, that we're children of God. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You and I need to be putting the Lord first and then living a righteous life. Living the right kind of life in front of our family, the right kind of life in front of those on the job, the right kind of life in front of people in public. The right kind of life so that people can see real Christians. We need real Christians today that will do the right thing. Seek to live for Jesus Christ. Put Him first. Only thing that's going to last is what is done for Jesus in eternity. Think about that. That's the only thing that's going to last for eternity is what's done for Jesus. What did He say in Matthew 6? Lay it not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, but lay it for yourselves treasures in heaven. Live for Jesus Christ. Put Him first. Follow Him. Serve Him. Great life ahead. Number five, pray. Somebody said, Brother Scott, I knew you'd get there. Yes. In this day and age, we need to get on our knees and pray. We need to be praying people. You know, one of the messages I thought about preaching tonight as I, as I was looking at tonight, I was thinking about the Wednesday night prayer meetings. Well, I was thinking about preaching on prayer. And for some reason, I got a question on my mind. What was the source of the Wednesday night prayer meeting? Wednesday night services. You ever wondered about that? The source of the Wednesday night services? Where they came from? What was the source of them? Well, you know, there's some speculation. There's some disagreement. But a lot of people believe they came from the revival days. And if you will look, some of the old-time revivals were often called prayer revivals. Some trace back to 1858, the New York Prayer Revival, where it started just a few people on a Wednesday at noon. Some people started having prayer meetings, and then 
So it started that Wednesday nights, people would, churches would meet together for prayer on Wednesday nights. And believe it or not, about the first half of the 20th century, the 1900s, guess what Wednesday night was? It was prayer meeting night. Then it developed a little bit. And people started deciding that what they'd want to do is they want to teach the Bible a little bit on Wednesday night. And so they'd have a prayer time and then a Bible time. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, prayer meeting on Wednesday night just became, okay, we'll pray, but then we'll do Bible study and have the church meet together or have a big service on Wednesday night. And now you know what's going on? Churches are closing Wednesday night down. The prayer meeting's gone away. And I wonder if that's part of the problem in our society today is Christians have forgotten how to pray. And we need to learn to pray again. Maybe I'll preach on that next Wednesday night. But we need to learn to pray again. We need to pray, folks. Pray. Real prayer. A few years ago, we had a prayer meeting here. And we were going to have a revival one summer. I think it was the first summer we were going to have a revival. And uh, we decided to have some prayer meetings leading up to it. And we opened it up for men and women. And you know the sad part about it is not a lot of people showed up. I can remember some of the people who showed up those nights when we opened it up, men and women. But it wasn't many. Folks, it's sad today when you can call a church fellowship and feed people a bunch of fried chicken and you'll get a crowd that'll bust the doors out. But you ask church to pray together and guess what? Hardly anybody will show. Folks, we need to get back to prayer. We need to pray. And in the day and age that you and I live in, if we want to face these uncertain times, we need to get on our faces and we need to pray. Pray. Get down before God and pray. Pray. Pray for our families. Pray for our lost relatives. Pray for our friends. Pray for our church and pray for our country. Folks, we need to pray. Get on our knees and pray. And we need to be faithful to pray. Not just, oh, we got an issue going on. Let's pray. No, it shouldn't be problems that drive us to our knees. Even though that's a good thing to do when you got problems, pray. But that shouldn't be the only time we pray. We need to be people of prayer. And then number six tonight, be a witness. Be a witness. One of the things we need in our day and age is we need people to tell others about Jesus. Folks, people need Jesus Christ. But how are they going to hear unless somebody tells them about Jesus Christ? How are they going to hear the gospel unless somebody tells them about the Lord? Folks, do you want to make a difference in society? You don't have to go down the street passing out handbills for a political candidate. You want to make a big difference in society? It won't be by passing legislation. I'm all for that. I've got friends that are working at the state capitol trying to pass legislation and promote godly things. I think we need somebody for Metro Council to do that too. That would be good. You know? 
I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying we ought to get somebody there, too. We've got somebody at the Capitol, somebody at the uh, Capitol in D.C. Boy, wouldn't that be great to somebody in the Metro Council here? That just hit me. Maybe we need to push for that, you know? And then what about, uh, but folks, and I'm all for that kind of stuff, but can I tell you something? The only real difference that will be made in a person's life is if you change the heart, and the only way you're going to change a heart is by them getting saved. Why? The heart is desperately wicked. The only way you're going to get people to look at things differently is if they get saved and become a Christian. You say, how do you know that, bro, Scott? Look at the Apostle Paul. The enemy of Christianity. I just read again this week, Acts 26, where he was out to stamp out Christianity. He said, I did everything against the name of Christ. He stood by and gave, gave the approval for the killing of Christians. He caused them to blaspheme. He put them in jail. But then you know what? He got saved. And his life changed. And folks, guess what? He became the chief spokesman of Christianity, the greatest missionary who ever lived. My friend, you want to make a difference? Let's be a witness and tell somebody about Jesus. Win them to Jesus. Tell them about the Lord. My friends, how can you and I face these uncertain times? Number one, be sure you're saved. Number two, have faith in God. Number three, seek the will of God. Number four, live for Christ. Number five, pray. And then number six, be a witness. Folks, we don't need to sit on our houses cowering. What we need to do is we need to engage society and we need to take the Word of God to people. That's what we need to do. Take the Word of God to people however we can. Let's get the Word of God to them. Let's get it to them. Let's share it. Let's get the Bible and open it and share the gospel with people. God bless you tonight. My friend, if you've never been saved, I trust tonight you'll be saved. Child of God, take heart. God's still on the throne. There are some things you can be certain about. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we live in uncertain times, but Father, thank you that you're there and you have called us to be lights in this dark world. Father, help us to be that light for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Have a great week.